0: call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Calvary Live Friday here. Jason Vandiver with you. So excited to be taking your calls uh, for the next hour. Really looking forward to the program and just want to welcome all of you guys uh, listening, those listening. Of course, our Grace FM listeners in Colorado and Wyoming. Welcome, as always, to you and our Truth FM listeners uh, down south, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. We appreciate all of you guys. Uh, Hope FM in the Northeast. Uh, we got Higher Rock Radio, Idaho. Welcome to you. Radio by Grace uh, all over the place. Uh, welcome to all of the Radio by Grace listeners, Grace FM Dot .com the grace fm app listeners all the streaming uh listeners podcast listeners we got some international listeners brazil uh, Ukraine uh, on the app and streaming uh, right now. Ukraine, of course, all of you guys uh, in our prayers uh, every day, uh, thinking about you guys uh, a lot and what is going on uh, over there. But so glad that everybody uh, who is chosen to listen uh, in various different ways via technology is able to tune into uh, Calvary Live. And I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, Uh, and so glad uh, that you guys have uh, decided to spend the next hour with us. You might have heard the number a moment ago if you want to join us on the program with a prayer request uh, or uh, if you want to join us uh, with a question, 303-690-3000. That is the number to call, 303-690-3000. No matter where you are, uh, you can uh, reach us at that number. And if you want to text 720 336 0897 is the text line 720 336 0897. Anybody can, uh, anybody listening can use that and get in touch with us here. Again, I'm Jason Vanderveer, the pastor of Calvary Chapel uh, in Parker, Colorado, and you can learn more about uh, our fellowship here in Parker at uh, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot .com that's cavalrychapelparker.com we encourage you to go on there we've got a lot of great uh, free resources Uh, Pretty much everything on there is a free resource, Uh, several uh, trips through the Bible for you to uh, listen or watch or download uh, for free to kind of supplement maybe your reading or whatever you're doing. We, uh, of course, stream, as so many people do now, live uh, every Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, So if you're in the Parker, Colorado area, join us in person. If you're not, uh, join us uh, this Sunday, uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. And uh, CalvaryChapelParker.com, and you can just click the watch live and, uh, and join us for worship uh, and study. will be in the Gospel uh, of Matthew this coming Sunday. Message called The Other Side, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 34. We'll be getting into that. There's some really interesting uh, sections in that. Section that I just mentioned, uh, Jesus gets into the cost of discipleship. Of course, we see Jesus calming the the sea uh, there, healing uh, two demon possessed. Uh, men in the area of Gadara there, so uh, it's going to be exciting time in the Word. Great uh, worship, Bible study, children's ministry uh, available, uh, nursery on up. So come on out, join us at ten o'clock, uh, and you can get directions. Calvary Chapel Parker uh, dot com. But we'll be continuing our journey through the Gospel of Matthew uh, on Sunday mornings. Then Wednesday night. If it doesn't snow, we keep getting snowed out uh here in Colorado. Uh we're in a pattern of it snows uh at church time every Wednesday and uh, hasn't uh, been too safe uh, for us <laughs> uh, here having our volunteers come out and and everything in in bad weather uh, so but uh, hopefully uh, the weather will uh, start cooperating for us again we'll continue on Wednesday nights uh, our study in the Gospel of Mark so we just finished the the Old Testament uh, recently we started the Gospels of Matthew and Mark on Sunday and Wednesday respectively and so on Wednesday Wednesday will be in Mark chapter seven, uh, verses one through twenty-three. There, a message titled "Clean Hands or uh, Clean Heart," where Jesus has an interesting exchange with the religious leaders uh, over their traditions and uh, over their hand washing. It's very interesting when you uh, look at the idea of tradition. We often misunderstand it. A Jewish tradition. We, we say, "Well, why would they, you know, place so much emphasis on tradition?" Well, they're Their idea of tradition was something much different than our idea of tradition, not that it makes it okay, Um, but they actually held that the tradition uh, came from the oral law, which they held was handed down to Moses at the same time that the written law was. And so later on uh, in the Talmud, we see uh, several passages actually elevating their traditions uh, even above, and the teachings of the rabbis, even above the word of God. Big mistake, but that was the mindset at the time of Jesus. And so that was what Jesus was up against. And whether it was the tradition of hand-washing or uh, some of their other traditions concerning the Sabbath. And 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 it, Jesus was coming up against these traditions. And in their minds, it was even more important than, than the Word of God. And so uh, we'll be dealing with that uh, on Wednesday night in Mark chapter 7. And then as I said, uh, Sunday we'll be in the Gospel of Matthew once again, chapter 8. But hey, join me uh, this afternoon. We can uh, take a look at whatever you may have a question about uh from the word of god genesis to revelation uh we've got all our lines open right now now's a great time to call actually usually at the beginning of the program sometimes uh we get uh, more folks uh you know waiting later in the program so three oh three six nine zero three thousand. uh three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call uh, and if you want to join us uh on the program here just uh, punch that into your phone and you can join us anytime. Uh, today would be great, but anytime, Monday through Friday at uh, uh, this uh, same time here, wherever, whatever time zone you may be in, uh, you can. Uh, as you're catching us on the program, you can also call in live, 303-690-3000. If you want to text 720-336-0897, prayer requests, uh, welcome, and uh your text questions again seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven 336 897 prayer requests bible questions uh we'd love to pray for you and we'll do our best to uh, answer uh whatever questions uh, that you may have questions about the bible questions related to life and how the bible uh speaks to uh, certain aspects of our lives or maybe a given situation um that's really what this program is about and and uh Really, uh, it, it, uh, it is about you and, and uh, the listeners and uh, j- just meeting together, having a, a big prayer meeting and talking about uh, my favorite subject and I'm sure a lot of your favorite subjects. Uh, that's the Word of God. So questions about the Bible, Christianity, prophecy, apologetics, cults, current events uh, or prayer requests, give us a ring uh, here probably doesn't actually ring uh, anymore like it did back in the day, but 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or 720 897 if you want to text. Let's go to Don uh, in uh, Memphis. Welcome to the program, Don.
3: Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here, and thank you for taking my call and answering my question, I hope.
4: <laughs> you, we'll, we'll We'll give it a shot. I appreciate you kicking things off.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, my question is: Is there any difference between believing, trust, and faith?
4: Yeah, I, I, so there is, and and because uh, let me make a distinction for you, the the Bible tells us that the demons believe uh, and and they tremble, um, so there is a, a way that that not just demons but that uh, um that people can believe but not necessarily have faith if that makes sense james by the way that uh, james 219 is is uh, uh, where we find that uh james tells us you believe there is one god you do well he says even the demons believe uh and tremble but it's interesting. in The next verse, he says, "But do you want to know, foolish men, that faith without works is dead?" So the context of him saying that is, of course, his discussion of faith and faith as is verified by the life that we live. And so, I absolutely think that that it, as I said, it's not just true for um, for demons. I think there's a. Uh, it's been said there's a uh, the longest distance in the world is is that, you know, 18 inches or whatever it is uh, from your head to your heart. And, and there's a lot of people that believe, you know, they believe in God. They'll say things to you like, hey, pray, pray for me. But that doesn't mean that they have faith. You know if you were to ask them you know do you do you think God exists?" they would say, "Well, of course you know God exists, but that that doesn't mean that they've trusted in him and that they they have saving faith which is which is something quite different uh, as we see in the Bible to stick with James, we see that the difference is is that the person who has faith not only believes that God exists." And, and knows that God exists, but has actually placed their faith and trust in His Son, Jesus Christ, for salvation, and that can be verified um, by the way that they live their
3: life. My, my dilemma is, is that I believe in Jesus. He come down. He's the Son of God. He died for our sins, and i trying to wrap my mind around the trusting and the faith part only because of the fact i think i may be giving too much uh praise not praise but too much uh reward to satan on there. that he's twisting my mind around to where i don't i don't know which is the difference between the three
4: would would you say that so so i think that one is in the head and and one is, as I said, is in the heart, and and belief uh, is in the head. It's it's a it's an intellectual knowledge. You can believe that something is true, um, but it cannot change your life. And so uh, it sounds to me maybe like you know maybe the enemy is is you know causing you some doubt about your faith i don't know you know if that's a true statement or not uh but that's what uh, I feel. <laughs> yeah i i i felt like that's what i heard you say but i didn't want to put words you know in, in your mouth there and so yes. but having said that um you know it's like paul tells us in romans chapter 10 um that he tells us in in, in um uh, uh verse 17 uh who exactly uh is saved and he says that if we believe Uh, In our hearts, he says, well, first he tells us uh, faith comes by hearing uh, and hearing by the word of God. And back in verse 9, he says, though, uh, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So in other words, you've confessed Jesus based on what you've told me. You've confessed Jesus uh, as your Lord and Savior, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You're saved so you don't need to doubt that, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that our faith isn't going to grow, uh, that we aren't going to uh, learn to trust him uh, in a deeper and in a greater way, and there aren't going to be times when we, we feel like we haven't trusted him like we should. The difference is, is that we don't in those times need to doubt, uh, uh, doubt our faith.
3: I believe you have cleared it up because I was wanting to make sure that my trust in my faith wasn't being turned around by Satan, or maybe even myself, because I mm-hmm. didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. But now I have a clearer understanding of it.
4: And, and I think that's a very important distinction that you make. Don't put your trust in your faith. Put your faith in him and what he says in his word. In other words, if we start trying to trust in, in what kind of faith I have, how good my faith is, um, then there's going to be a lot of frustration and doubt. But if it's just we trust in the faith that we've placed in him, and in his finished work on the cross, and that uh, what he says is true, uh, then uh, we are saved, and we allow uh, the practicality of that faith, our faith, to grow the the depth of our trust in him uh, to
3: increase uh, day by day. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much. You have really given me a better understanding of the three.
4: Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I uh, Thanks for giving us a chance to talk about it, Don. God bless you.
3: God bless you too, Pastor. Thank you, sir. Take
4: care, brother. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Dolly in Greeley, Colorado. Dolly, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, and thank you for taking my call. Um, My question is regarding our local church. With so many um, false doctrines out there and false teachers and things that um, are going on right now, how do we know that um, the church that we're going to is teaching sound doctrine? What are some of the ways that we can tell that? Um, we go to a Baptist church, and so um, can you just kind of give me a little bit of idea of how how we know we're in the right place?
5: Yeah,
4: you know, I, I always like to go to Acts uh, chapter uh, 17. And in, in Acts chapter 17, uh, verse uh, beginning of verse 10, uh, what we see there is we see in uh, Paul and Silas um, they go from Thessalonica in in Greece uh, that was kind of over on the uh, eastern side uh, of kind of northern uh, eastern side of Greece, and they go south uh, to an area that was known as Berea. And so they, they go down there and they, as they did, uh, went into the synagogue first uh, to speak with the Jews. And it says in verse 11, I I love this here, it says, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word of God with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So what I find there very interesting is, is that even the Apostle Paul um, wasn't opposed to, in fact, he welcomed and appreciated it when, as he taught, people searched the Scriptures to verify the accuracy of the teaching. And, you know, as a pastor, I would say that, that uh, I appreciate that, uh, number one, because uh, I want them to know from the Word of God uh, what they're hearing uh, is uh, actually God's word and should be applied to their life. But also it gets people more into the word of God on their own. And, you know, uh, as I don't know if uh, you probably uh, have children or have raised children or depending on where you're at, but, but you know, eventually you want to uh, cause um, your children to be independent and so, while people in the church aren't children, there there's a lot like a a, a parent child relationship in that you are wanting to ultimately create a, an independence to a degree. Uh, ultimately, there's always going to be pastors in people's lives and 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 to minister to them. But by and large, uh, people need to be mature uh, adult Christians who can feed themselves. And so uh, not only do you have them knowing by going into the scripture that what they're being taught from the pulpit is true – uh, or in other ways through the church, but also it it, it teaches people to uh, to be independent spiritually and to be able to every other day of the week uh, and every other time just go into the scriptures and be nourished and and be encouraged. So the bottom line is is that the arbiter of what is right and wrong uh, is uh, is not even a a church, or you know, a, a denomination, or anything like that, uh, it but is the word of God, and so you should be able to each and every Sunday, Wednesday, whatever other days you're there, times that you're there, you should be able to take the message that you're receiving and look at the word of God and say, Yeah, that that is accurate to the word of God. Um, one of the things that that I think is very important. That um, makes this very difficult today in some churches i 'll be very candid with you is is that the teaching is all over the place. in other words, sometimes you go into a church and they got you know uh smoke machines and it's all about the backdrop and the production team and 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 there is no real systematic teaching of the Word of God, so that that's a hindrance. Number one, because, you know, people, they're not, as Paul said, I haven't shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So they're not getting, number one, the whole counsel of God. So they're not going to be able to do what I was telling you earlier. Uh, but number two, there's no passage for you to really kind of go back and look at and say, well, was that in context? And how does that relate to the to the greater uh, book that it's contained within and the other books of the Bible. So when you're in a church that is teaching uh, systematically uh, through the Word of God and and uh, perhaps even teaching verse by verse, which is how we prefer to do it, it's not the only way to teach, but but it is a very effective way. So when you're in that type of environment, it's very easy to look at what is being said and say, Oh this has nothing to do with that or yeah this is this is accurate to what that section of scripture is saying.
6: Okay.
1: Thank you. I that helps a lot. I um I appreciate your answer. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, you bet. And and I would say this, Dolly, generally speaking, you know, Baptist churches doctrinally aren't aren't really much different than the church I pastor. You know, there are some subtle okay. differences, so yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All Thank right. Thank you. Hey, you bet. God bless Thanks. you. Take care. God bless 30- you. Yep. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Prince George County, Maryland. Penny, welcome to the program.
5: Thank you. I have a comment. I am married to a Catholic, and I've been married to him for a while. And I just want some practical ways of reference to him with these Figuring these candles, these pictures of these saints, and praying to them. I'm just fed up right now. He's not home. I feel like I want to take all this stuff and put him in a box and put it in the trash. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: yeah, I I understand.
5: That, and, yeah. and the part two, part two is: Are uh, we consider unequally yoked in a sense? I'm a Christian. He's a Catholic. I love yeah. him. He loves me. But his practical ways and this Catholic, you know. Going about things, it can really can be annoying to me. But I don't, you know, I just, I just take with a grain of salt because I'm not going nowhere and we're not going nowhere. But
4: right, just... right. Well, while the temptation, I would say this: while the temptation would be to, uh, you know, take those things and and like you said, uh get rid of them. uh That uh I'm not sure how how that would uh, go over.
5: <laughs> oh, I will know know? go. We'll go. Wouldn't that
4: be nice? You get home and see all this stuff
5: is in the box and gone. It's just, just, yeah, yeah. No, I I it hear, it hear it you. And and, and I mean, I mean, I I go with him to church sometime. Visit, you know, to this church just because things nice thing to do. But it's just, yeah. Anywho, just give me some practical well, reasons. Yeah, I think care. that
4: there's there's a couple of issues here um, that you bring up. The first is, you know, how do we how do you approach it? you know christian versus catholic particularly you know when you're married uh and and then the 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 second thing that you asked about is just uh whether or not you're unequally yoked and and in, in a sense you are but it, uh it, there's a lot of factors related to that typically when we when when we're looking at at, at Paul's um when he's talking about uh, not being unequally yoked uh to to one another the the main thing is is to those making decisions um choosing you know they're they're on the front end of that and deciding you know who they're going to marry a lot of people you know they become believers after they're married or they may make a bad choice and they wind up married to an unbeliever or somebody who is, you know, of a different faith. And Paul deals with that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And he says, look, you know, even if you're married to an unbeliever, if they're willing to stay with you, you know, you you should stay with them uh, because there are certain advantages uh, to that. So you're in the situation that you're in now And as long as your husband is willing to stay married to you, um, that's what God desires for you to do. So then the issue is okay, so how do I move forward? How how do I look at this? Well, I I say this uh, about folks that are Catholic. Um, First of all, you, you know, you'll meet just like you will. All kinds of other people. You'll meet some really good Catholics and and some not so great Catholics. Uh, and and by good and bad, I mean not so much their religion, but I mean the type of person uh, that that they are. But that matters very little. What matters is what do they believe? And I would say that someone believing in the doctrine of the Catholic Church isn't saved um, because. The, the salvation as is taught in the Catholic church is not a biblical salvation. So if they believe in true, pure Catholic doctrine, um, they're believing in a salvation that is a mixture uh, of grace and works. In other words, Jesus kind of made the down payment, but the Catholic has to finish it off with his good works. You know, it's like layaway. And uh, so uh, that's, That's really the the main difference between biblical doctrine and and Catholic doctrine. Having said that, I think that there's people that are Catholic that they don't really understand Catholic doctrine. And so are some of those people uh, saved? I believe that some of them are just because they don't really understand the doctrine uh, of the church that that they claim to be a part of or that they attend. That said, there's all kinds of false doctrine in the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, praying mm-hmm. uh, to saints, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, praying the rosary. Uh, you know, uh, saying Our Fathers. You know, as as penance and all these lighting candles and 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 all these other things that that they do. And uh, a lot of these things are, are uh, idolatrous, and they really go right back to the to the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter twenty: "Have no other gods before me, no graven images." And uh, it's very important to uh, sometimes just go back uh, to to the basics. And 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 uh, uh, unfortunately. There's so much of that, you know, uh, within uh, within Catholicism. And as a believer, it's going to uh, really vex uh, your spirit at times. And so, you know, you need to pray for wisdom. Uh, seek the Lord as to how to navigate that with, with someone. Because in some respects, it's, it would be easier with an unbeliever who didn't have any of that, right? Right.
5: So, mm-hmm.
4: yeah, Does, is that... Okay. Uh, helpful to you or do you, or is there something um, a,
5: a little bit more that you were well, getting at well i guess it's, it's somewhat helpful i just way me the way i look at these the saints that he has mm-hmm. in the house and the way he but it, it's, it's, he kind of mixture to me he's like flip flop because he does he does pray him and i does pray and but i don't pray when he prays through the, the saint i don't don't do that but we do pray and he knows jesus is lord he he's claim that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. It's just that when he go to this to the you know, with this Catholic faith, it's just he just kept yeah. flopping So well, like first, I said, I just would love to take these yep. these candles and these figurines away, but that, that that gonna hurt him. I know it will hurt him because... Well here's
4: yeah, it. here's the bottom line, first Timothy chapter two, verse five, Paul says this, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. And we don't need to go to God through anyone else or anything else. There, there is no other approach to God, but through Jesus Christ. And the author of Hebrews tells us, we come boldly to his throne of grace through the veil. That is his flesh that was torn for us. So saints, icons, certain prayers that need to be said a certain way this and that not not uh not helpful uh in any way so hey i've got to run here penny uh i appreciate you calling and uh be praying for you god bless you hey folks you're listening to calvary live jason vanderveer with you 303-690-3000 we got some more calls lined up that will be taken uh right after the break we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live. You can find more information about our church, Calvary Chapel, in Parker, Colorado, at calvarychapelparker.com. If you want to join me here, you probably just heard the number, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Joseph, Wheatridge, Colorado. Joseph, welcome to the program. Hey, Joseph, how are you? Joseph, can you hear me, Joseph? Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I apologize. You know, I'm in a car wash now. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for taking my call. That's all right. Yeah, so, getting baptized, huh?
1: Well, uh, you know, just getting the car came before it snows again. But Pastor, <laughs> so um, um, uh, you know, it's probably Elijah. Uh huh. Um, so on Second Kings chapter two, verse twenty-three, you know, he picked some bears, uh, children, uh, because they called him headed and then on Second Kings chapter five, verse twenty-seven, um, he, you know he cursed Jehosi with leprosy that came from Damon, but the leprosy was for him and his descendants. So is that an abuse of of God's power?
4: No. What I think what we need to understand is is that we're in two different uh, periods of time uh, under two different covenants. So you know if we compare. If we compare the prophet to Elisha, uh, and uh, like James and John uh, in in Luke, where they wanted to call uh, Luke nine, where they wanted to call fire down from heaven, and Jesus tells them, you know, you don't know what manner uh, of spirit that you're of. What we've got to understand is is that uh, one is under the age of law, one is under the age of grace, and so we see this a lot in the Psalms as well. We see what are called imprecatory Psalms, where where David and others, particularly David, is 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 uh, uttering imprecations or or really curses uh, against uh, his enemies and and the enemies of God, and so uh, Elisha, under that dispensation, under that covenant, uh, is is basically proclaiming uh, on Gehazi or uh, on. Uh, on these, these youths, uh, the consequences uh, of their sin. But what Jesus teaches the disciples and us is just that we're in an entirely different time. So while it's not necessarily inappropriate uh, or an abuse of power for the prophet Elisha uh, to declare those those curses uh, in in a in a way in a time that was very uh, harsh in many ways uh, as we we see in so many examples of that uh, it was very different and is very different in the age of grace and so uh, Jesus taught us that while it wasn't necessarily wrong. Uh, A new covenant uh, he teaches us to love one another as he has loved us. And so he calls us uh, to a higher level. We see that over and over in in the Sermon on the Mount and uh, calling us to a higher level. You have heard it said, but I say to you. And so. What he's not saying is is that what they had heard was wrong. What he's saying is, I'm now calling you to something entirely different because this is a different time. The Son of Man has come. Uh, it is the age of grace, and He is ushering in the new covenant.
1: Okay. Well, so Elijah was not out of bounds, correct?
4: No, 100. Uh, uh, he 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 wasn't. Uh, when you when you look at the sin of Ge- Gehazi, uh, it, it it was uh, egregious, and in that time. There wasn't a lot of room for for the prophet uh, or Gehazi was probably the next in line. And so uh, very strict consequences. Now, as it relates to these youths, um, Elisha was exercising the authority of God. And so a disrespect uh, of the prophet Elisha was a direct disrespect uh, of the Lord. And so there were consequences. You know, we have a little bit of the story. I suspect that there was quite a bit more to that story.
1: Thank you, Pastor. One last quick thing. So yep. the last call is about talking about Catholics. Did you yep. hear about that news story, uh, a, a Catholic yes. in Arizona, 5,000? <laughs> I, I did. I, baptized. I mean, my goodness.
4: I. I, I uh, it's funny. Uh, I read that this morning uh, for those of who our listeners who didn't read it there's a a catholic priest he's since resigned but going back to 1995 he there the church has declared that his baptisms were invalid because instead of saying i baptize you according to their sacrament in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit he said we baptize you so they declared all of his baptisms invalid uh absurd um but uh yeah, yeah. so uh some might argue they were already invalid so regardless oh. of yeah so so thank you pastor. Yeah, you bet. And and I'm not trying to be uh yeah, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in and waiting uh Joseph, take care. Uh, yeah, and that's not meant to be inflammatory. It's just if if you have a baptism as I was talking uh, earlier with Penny, if you have a baptism, you know, in a church and and that baptism is based on incorrect doctrine and, and incorrect faith. Uh, and and so on, then then you really do have invalid baptisms, and it has nothing to do with uh, this word uh, or that word. Hey, we've got all lines open. Now's actually a really good time to call if you want to join me on the air. Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. You can uh, pick up the phone, call that number, 303-690-3000. It is amazing Friday here Beautiful day here in the Rocky Mountain State and here in Colorado. Uh, just Really enjoying it we 've been all over the place lately, snow one day, beautiful sunshine the next it's kind of how it is uh, in uh, here in Colorado for those that aren 't familiar uh, with with how it is. Uh, some people think we have you know just snow snow, snow all the time, whatever, but uh, actually we don 't you know we 'll get uh, big storms and or even small storms, and then the next day uh, the sun comes out and at least down here in the Denver metro area melts uh, a lot of it, and you know we could have sixty degrees I think we were close to 50 maybe today uh beautiful uh day I was fortunate enough to spend some time out there uh on the trails doing a little bit of running enjoyed that as i as i like to but uh, i'm here now and i'm excited just to spend uh, all the next 20 minutes or so uh, of this program uh three oh three six nine zero three thousand. you can uh Call that number if you want to join me on the air with your prayer request or if you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity. uh, Maybe it's a prophecy question, apologetics question, cults, current events. Maybe it's uh, you just just need some prayer and encouragement. There's a lot going on. I mentioned at the outset of this program we have some listeners uh, in Ukraine and of course uh, our uh, our hearts uh, really with the folks there as uh, there have been reports uh, of shelling by uh, russian back separatists uh in neighboring areas uh uh, there and it seems like things are are ramping up uh, we don't really know uh, what for but I've just uh, really lately just been impressed to pray uh, for the protection uh, of the, the people of Ukraine the people of Taiwan too who are under threat from China uh, and uh, you know there there's legitimately bad people in the world uh, and bad regimes and uh, we're seeing that come out and Really, you know, but this is what the Lord told us uh, was going to be wars and rumors of wars, pestilence. And, and uh, so we're seeing the, the – we're living in the times of the signs, uh, as uh, as some have said. Uh, and I believe that uh, uh, that Jesus Christ is coming very soon. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Ray in South Carolina. Ray, welcome.
2: Hey, how's it going?
4: It's going good. I hear you're really good. What's on your mind?
2: Um, I just um been uh trying to get into the Bible and into word myself well not yet myself without going into a church and I just wanted me to feel like I needed somebody to help me understand whether I'm going in the right direction or moving in the wrong direction.
4: Okay. What's uh what's uh what do you need to verify, I guess?
2: Um, like I got some things that I feel like to me seems like prophecy or prophetic, but I don't understand if it's prophecy or prophetic. You know, because mm-hmm. um, I had a guy come to me ask me a question. He said, is Jesus Christ the only way? But I explained to him in a way that I felt that it came to me was Jesus Christ was the only one of any type of scripture or any type of word that ever spoke about making it to heaven. Because if you read about any other scripture or anything else, nobody else speaks about how to make it to heaven besides Jesus Christ. So he is the only way.
4: He Jesus is, is the only way. In fact, Jesus uh, made it very clear, you know, People are pretty funny. Uh, sometimes they say, well, you know, you Christian, you know, that that's pretty narrow-minded. And I say, actually, uh, it's closed-minded. There's a difference. Narrow implies that there might be one or two or three. Closed-minded is there's only one. And so I guess you could say I'm, I'm very closed-minded. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Very narrow, and and there is one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, uh, to imply or suggest that there's another way means that Jesus didn't have to die. Because if there was another way, why would God have to send his son to die? And so when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, because there was no other way. So, so absolutely, you know, you're, you're on the right track as far as Jesus Christ being the only way. Uh, My encouragement to you, and if you want to stay on the phone uh, after we get done talking and, uh, and our folks uh, who are uh, uh handling the production of the show uh can probably if you don't already have a church uh, where you're located they can get you plugged in uh with a good bible teaching church uh near to you in South Carolina which I'm sure there's there's quite a few options for you uh but ray that's the next best step you know uh obviously you you're going to be spending most of your time pursuing on your own uh but uh to be taught to, to uh, be encouraged in the Word of God, to be taught, and then just daily uh, or weekly refreshed uh, in the Word of God as, as you continue to serve Him. Hello? Hey, I'm with you. Can yes. You, yep. Yeah. Did you catch all that? Yes. Okay.
2: I have, I have one more thing. Um, yep. I did try to go to a few churches, and I tried a few places. But, uh-huh. you know, Jesus' words is like a double-edged sword, is what I understand, or what it said. So it's like if I speak to somebody against, like, them committing adultery, but they just have a way about me telling them about committing adultery, if they have done it, then that means, you know, because I can be stabbed by the same sword. If I tell you not to, it's like telling the person not to murder, I got to not have to murder as well. Telling the person not to steal, I got to not have to steal neither. So it can it, it, strike in myself and strike another person. So if, if if I'm saying something with my mouth, I have to do it. Or else I'm a hypocrite.
4: Well, and that's what Jesus teaches uh, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7-1. When he says, judge not that you be not judged... Um, he's not saying don't judge, don't use discernment, because he goes on to tell us how to judge. But he tells us not to judge from from hypocrisy. He says in verse five, first remove the plank from your own eye, then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So absolutely, you know, we need to we need to allow the Lord to wash us that he can then properly use us to encourage others so that we're not encouraging people from the Word of God in a hypocritical way. I would disagree in a sense in terms of saying that the, that the Bible is a double-edged sword um, the Bible says that that it is a two-edged sword but to this extent in Hebrews 4.12 that it pierces to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow so in other words it cuts cuts very deep and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart uh, but we don't need to be worried uh, if we're walking in a right relationship with the Lord we don't need to be worried about using uh, the sword, uh, that is the word of God to accomplish, show uh, what God desires to accomplish with it.
2: Yes, I understand. But All right. Don't, that's why I do try to speak to anybody. I don't try to talk because I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like I'm judging nobody. Well, I just try to work on myself.
4: Well, I think that that sounds like a good place to start and to just get plugged into a good church. Like I said, if you want to hang on, uh, our folks in production here can get you plugged into a good church, uh, Ray, in your area, and then you can take it from there. So God bless you, my friend, and uh, let's go to uh, Christy in Aurora. Christy, welcome to the program.
6: Thank you. I just had a quick question for you. Uh Uh-huh. This might be not very clear, so I apologize. Um. I had an opportunity to teach some children, and I was teaching about how powerful our words are and how the power of life and death are in our words, and the idea of once it's said, it can't be unsaid. Yeah. And the thought came to me that I didn't want to limit Christ's power to heal, but we do injure people when we say things that are hurtful, and I was yeah. just kind of toying with this concept in my brain— Mm -hmm. later, about that power of Christ to heal, because, you know, I have things that people have said to me that, yes, there's forgiveness, and yes, there's healing, but they still sting if I think about them, or if Mm -hmm. a situation reminds me of them, and I was Mm -hmm. curious about that idea of God taking, you know, God healing that completely, like, is it because there wasn't, like, I didn't fully give that over to the Lord, or there's Mm -hmm. just consequences from our sin, yeah. Or what
4: you yeah, so I think it's very important. I, I would say this first. Uh, in Matthew twelve, thirty thirty-six, Jesus tells us, he says, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account uh of it in the day of judgment. So it's important to remember that that everything that we say, um now obviously as believers that doesn't mean that we're going to lose our salvation, but there is accountability and mm-hmm. uh sometimes there's accountability in this life, and uh mm-hmm. I've seen it uh unfortunately, uh people say things, and you know whether it was the Lord or not, I don't know, but there were there were uh consequences uh in their lives and so uh you know we need to we need to understand that we need to guard our tongue uh, as James teaches us now, having said that. I would say that it's kind of like a lot of other sins. Well, God can forgive and while God does heal, as you mentioned, there's still consequences. So mm-hmm. in other words, just because you know, uh someone does something and maybe asks for forgiveness or someone does something to you and God has helped you heal and move on doesn't mean that it 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 didn't leave a scar. And mm-hmm. There are times there there are scars. Um, I believe that that uh, I, quite honestly, I'm I'm uh, amazed daily at the things uh, that the Lord has helped me to forget and to move on from. Um, I think that it is very helpful as a Christian just to pray for the ability uh, to forgive or to at least, if someone hasn't sought forgiveness, not to hold on to bitterness and to move mm-hmm. on and and to not always remember a person for maybe wh- how they have hurt you or what they have have said to you and uh uh and that's a gift i believe uh that that god can give us but there are times uh i like you there there are things and there are people and uh, uh that have said and done certain things and you know uh i think about them less and less uh but if i if 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 something happens you know i remember that you know and uh and sometimes uh, honestly there there is still some pain there so i believe that uh that god uh, heals so much of that uh, but certain things um they leave scars and and uh in God's wisdom, uh, sometimes there's a little bit of that left there, and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong wrong with you or that you did something
3: wrong.
6: Yep, I just felt like I was limiting God when I said, because um, the idea of God forgiving and could, could totally heal. Yes, he mm-hmm. surely could, but I feel mm-hmm. like he doesn't always.
4: Not always. And when
6: I was presenting that to the kids, I just didn't want to limit God because I, I know he can. I don't think he always chooses to for one reason or another.
4: We he you know, sometimes there's things there. Some sometimes it's us. That's fair. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. there are things we can hang on to, and God's saying, you know, I didn't want you to go dredge dredge that up, but you keep hanging on to it. That's that's a very Mm -hmm. real encouragement. But sometimes there's those things there and you know, you you've let it genuinely let it go and the Lord has worked, but but there's still a little piece of that there at times, and and the mm-hmm. Lord uh, uses that. Uh, I believe he uses that to teach us to be empathetic. He uses that mm-hmm. to teach us not to do that to mm-hmm. others. He leaves that to yeah. teach us the power, uh, the cutting power, uh, uh, the, the the world of iniquity and fire, as James says, that the tongue ignites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, those are important lessons to learn and sometimes they're best learned through pain. Yeah,
6: that's good. Alrighty. I appreciate it. Thank
4: you. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate you calling in with that. And I suspect, um, Christy, that there's quite a few other people out there. I, I think probably everybody listening right now, when you say that there's probably one or two things they may think of.
6: Mm-hmm. For sure.
4: Yeah. God bless. Okay.
6: Thanks so much. Take care. Take care. Three zero three
4: six nine zero three thousand. That's the number to call. We got a few minutes left. Actually, we got some time for another call or two. So, if you want to join me on the program, I think we got all our lines uh, actually open as we're we're kind of getting toward the end of the show here. But like I said, plenty of time. Jason Vandevier here with you on Calvary Live again. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. You can pick up the number right now. It's a uh, it's an easy process it's not like calling the IRS where you know uh, it's you know you're gonna have to push pound and go through all kinds of menus just call somebody answers your call we put you on the program to talk about uh, your question or get prayer 303 uh three thousand you want to text 720-336-0897 is the number that you can do so. And again, just want to thank all of our listeners who, who have been tuning in today. Like I said, Brazil, Ukraine, internationally. I'm sure there's others Uh All our Grace FM and Truth FM listeners, Colorado, Wyoming, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Idaho, Higher Rock Radio. Welcome uh, to all of you guys, Radio by Grace uh, listeners all over the place, Uh, Grace FM, Grace FM app, uh, just uh, – Really happy uh, all of you have tuned in, iHeartRadio and other streaming services and those that will be listening later on the Calvary Live podcast, Apple Podcasts, and and uh, just appreciate uh, – we appreciate our listeners uh, uh, and uh, just – as evidenced by all of the different calls from literally all over the, the country today, uh, just a wide variety uh, geographically. And uh, it's such such a nice thing to get together with the body of Christ and, and just spend time talking about the Word of God. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 690 You can... You can call me, uh, call us uh, on that number here on Calvary Live. We'll get you through, like I said, a few minutes left, but we got some time. Uh, we can definitely take another call. Uh, we're, we're efficient about uh, these things typically. Uh, if you want a text uh, question in, we, can, we certainly have time to uh, take one or two uh, text questions as well, 720 336 six08. Nine, seven. I mentioned this at the outset, but I want to invite you to join us if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area Uh this Sunday, we'll be continuing at, uh, in the Gospel of Matthew at Calvary Chapel Parker, Matthew chapter 8, uh, verses 18 through 34. We've got a message entitled, The Other Side, uh, and uh, we encourage you to come on out. And as Jesus uh, talks about the cost of discipleship, we see the uh, calming of the sea, the healing of the two, de- uh, deliverance of the two demoniacs. Come on out, calvarychapelparker.com. You can get service uh, information. If you're not in the area, just join us live online. Let's go to Debbie in Missouri. Uh, Debbie, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, thank you.
4: Hey, appreciate you calling in.
6: Yep. So my question today is, as we study the Bible, um, my question is, there's a lot of wrath from God in the Old Testament. Does the fact that he sent his son um, not exactly take away, but is Jesus, you know, as our Lord and Savior, the the answer to the wrath that God had in the Old Testament, or the replacement to the wrath? Absolutely,
4: um, yeah. Okay, one hundred percent. In fact, Jesus uh, speaks of that uh, in several places, and in Matthew chapter 26, uh, in, in verse 42, um, he's praying in the, the Garden of Gethsemane to the Father, and he says, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And the cup that, that he is talking about drinking of is the cup of God's wrath. And, and Jesus drank of the cup of God's wrath in full strength, not because of his own sin or any, that he had any sin, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he uh, he experienced the wrath, uh, the separation uh, for for our sin. So absolutely, he is uh, he is our substitute, uh, and he he bore the wrath of God. and And you wouldn't be incorrect in understanding that or saying that.
6: Thank you so much that yeah. helps a
4: lot <laughs> you bet it's it's a it's a very important concept you know no one really it's not very popular to talk about the wrath of god is it uh mm-hmm. but uh it, it it sure is great when you can say yeah the wrath of god is real but but uh jesus bore that wrath for you so Beautiful. Th- Beautiful. that's that's Thank you. yeah you bet that's the really the real tragedy is is that some people still Choose to ignore that sacrifice and bear that wrath for themselves, and that is what is hell. That that that's what hell is. You know, it's it's eternally someone paying the price for their sins, experiencing the wrath of God. But it's completely unnecessary um, because Jesus already did that. And so, um, I really appreciate uh, appreciate you calling, Debbie. Take care. All right, thank you. You bet. Let's go to Pat and Greeley. Time for one more. Pat, welcome to the program. Hey.
3: Uh, how are you doing today pastor?
4: Doing really well. I've got just a couple of minutes, 3 minutes left. What what can uh, can I pray for you or what can I do for you?
3: Yeah, a prayer, two two prayers. Uh a prayer for my wife. Uh, okay. Some years ago she got West Nile and it's oh. left her quite debilitated. So she she constantly is goes through pain every day and mm. well, the prayer for her would be that the Lord just give her a little relief and give her a break from the pain, Mm -hmm. uh, if if it's his will. And then a prayer for my two kids, um, Anthony and Julie, um, that the Lord opens their eyes. I I don't believe they're saved.
4: Okay, let's pray right now. What's your wife's
3: name? Ariel. Ariel.
4: Ariel, Father, we just come before you. I thank you for Pat. I just pray that you just be with him and just minister to him even right in this moment and today. And we pray for Ariel. We just pray, uh, Lord, of the after effects of this virus. And we pray, Lord, if you're willing, we know that you are able uh, to heal. And so we pray that you would touch her, that you would comfort her, that you would ease her her pain, but that you would heal her completely, Lord, if that's what you desire to do. And, uh, Lord, that you administer and strengthen her uh, through this. And, and, Lord, I do pray uh, for, uh, for Pat's kids. We do pray for their salvation. We, we pray that you would reveal yourself to them. We pray that you would save them, either through their parents uh, or, or other people or, Lord, not even through people at all. However you desire to work, we, we do pray uh, for conviction of the Spirit. We pray for the gift uh, of faith, and we pray for their salvation. We love you, Lord, and I just lift this family up to you. And uh we 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 thank you, Lord. And and uh Father, we just thank you for all that have uh called in today with their their prayer requests, their questions. Uh Lord, uh, we just pray that you would minister to them. All that didn't call in but were listening, Lord, that you're that that you would just bless your people and your church, especially in these times in which we live. We do want to lift up the Ukraine. We pray uh for peace in Ukraine, we pray for protection, especially for your people. We pray that you would put down uh aggressive and violent regimes lord that you would work work mightily we pray for the people of taiwan for their protection and elsewhere around the world father we just thank you for this time and it's in jesus name that we pray amen god bless you pat folks we appreciate you tuning in listen to calvary live jason vandiver with you we gotta we gotta go it's been a pleasure god bless you take care